Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Richard Blosser, welcoming you to this Hershey Bears podcast. A hack with a microphone, talking hockey nonsense. Welcome, not just everybody listening uh, here wherever you get your podcast, but for the first time ever, we are doing this in front of a live camera audience. This is being streamed live on uh on the Hershey Bears fan club page and everyone who is watching um all five of you uh thank you and we're going to have some fun talking about Hershey Bears hockey of course um in the background is of course we have two Hershey Bears ha- jerseys hanging uh first off on the right here at least on the camera side is an old school Hershey Bears jersey um probably from the end of the Giant Center era and the one on the left is a Hampus Gustafson Hockey Fights Cancer jersey because, of course, as we say, cancer sucks. Period. So um, the boys had two games this week as all of the AHL got back up and running. Finally. It's no longer just a few teams here and a few teams there. Nope. Everybody's up and running. Except Tucson kind of dealing with Corona Chan right now. But but anyway, the boys were back up and running this week as we go all the way back to Wednesday night. God bless us one and all. As Wednesday night the Hershey Bears took on the Binghamton slash Newark Devils as well at their uh, RJW Barnabas Hockey Hoose there in the Prudential Center. Now uh, this game was originally supposed to be played back on, um, I think, uh, back at the beginning of the month on Checks uh, Notes, uh, f- February 5th. This was supposed to be our opening night game. But, haha, COVID, it, uh, it didn't really happen. So now we got to make it up. We got to go to their nice little rink there in, uh, in Newark. And I was kind of wondering when I was watching watching this i'm like what's this place gonna look like what is the rjw hockey hoose going to look like is it a full-blown practice rink or is it going to actually look decent um actually the answer is kind of (laughs) simple it was a it was a practice rink i mean imagine everyone that you know you're, you're videotaping your your uh your kids saturday morning hockey game for all of you hockey parents out there that are listening you know what i'm talking about getting up at 5 a.m on those saturday mornings those ultra cold starts of the van schlepping hockey equipment 
into the back of the van and driving out to whatever um, rink you got to be at by 9 a.m. because because warm-ups are at 8. That's pretty much what it was. I was expecting there to be see uh, uh, moms in uh, parkas holding Starbucks coffee and dads drinking out of flasks, what I'm assuming is coffee, wink, wink. And <laughs> that's pretty much – it looked like a practice rink you go to or uh, somewhere your kids play. But, nope, the boys were added to take on the Binghamton Devils and uh, the Devils wearing those uh, nice – red jerseys they always wear and uh so it was a bit of a slow game to start not much between these two teams just really feeling each other out which is obviously what hap happens when two teams who just really haven't played each other and um the devils got on a early power play and they were <laughs> welsh my goodness just takes the puck in on a power play, skates around the defenders, just cuts right in on Sam Sonoff and just puts it right by him to make it one nothing. It was a really nice goal. It was a really nice highlight real goal. And unfortunately, it seems like with the Bears, that's what always happens to us. We always give up those goals that always end up on SportsCenter, whether it's a Wilkes-Barre guy falling down and just throwing one on net and it goes in, or a guy on a really nice breakaway or a uh, prospect getting his first ever goal. Yeah, that that thing just kind of seems to happen to us. So the Devils were up one nothing, But the boys answered back with a power play goal of their own. Brett Leeson, big beefy boy Brett, just receives... A nice little centering pass just crosses over and just goes pew, and it goes right by the head of Sam Sonoff to make it 1-1. And we are tied there at the RJ Hannibus Hockey Hoose there. And uh, <laughs> wow, just really nice to see a shot like that. Out of uh, out of Brett Leeson, of all people. He's a big, beefy boy. You don't expect him to put a nice shot up like that. But, hey, he does. So, we're tied at one. And this just really kind of falls into a typical Bears-Devils type game. Slow, methodical, hitting, crushing, and just... Oh, this was a tough listen on the radio. This was a really tough listen, but later on in the game, Damian Riot. Damian, or, or is it Riot? 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 I don't know which one it is, but he just, he receives a real nice uh, little bit of a chip-in pass to him as he skates in on the blue line, and I just love how he looks at Sen. No, that, that's the goalie's name, Sen. S-E-N-N. It's almost like he looks at him and went, I'm going to score on you, and you can't stop me. And that's exactly what he did. Just skated in, and it goes right by him, into the net. He scores, and Riot with his first professional goal. He is on the board, and the Bears are up 2-1, and just go into absolute lockdown. I love it. The boys closing out games. And going up to one, not sitting on a lead, but closing out a game. This is important as we're going to talk about the next game 
and the Bears get their first – no, not their first road win of the year. They've actually had uh, two road wins this year. Gets a win there in Newark and defeats the Binghamton Devils 2-1 to one on a Wednesday night in Newark. That sounds like the beginning of a Jay and Silent Bob film. But anyway, <laughs> real nice job out of the boys. Real nice job. Good stuff as we get a win against the Binghamton Devils, which get ready. We're going to see a lot more of them moving forward. Uh, let's see here. Oh, one of my partners in crime, uh, Corey Schwartz, checking in. How great was Zach Fusili in his first start with the Bears yesterday? Well, Corey, let's just talk about that, shall we? As the Bears took on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, a Saturday afternoon game, a 1 o'clock freaking start on a Saturday. Yep, 1 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Hashtag 1 p.m. starts suck. I was quite active with that on Twitter to make sure that that was a thing. Yeah, I'm not a fan of these 1 o'clock starts. Especially on... Maybe a Saturday afternoon you can get away with it. Maybe. But that also means my beloved, she'd have to be at Giant Center by like... Doors open at at noon, carry the one. She'd have to be in at at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Uh, no. And this doubly applies to Sunday morning. No, I do not want 1 p.m. Sunday morning starts moving forward. We've been through this. They don't work. But the boys were at it to take on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, who had a few call-ups of their own. Uh, Josh Curry, Emmy Larmy went up from Wilkes-Barre to Pittsburgh. Massive improvement. And they... Ugh, Wilkes-Barre looks terrible. I'm going to be honest with everyone, and sorry to Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Sorry to them, but gosh, Wilkes-Barre's lineup is just is just riddled with guys that look like ECHL players of guys that are like, who are these guys? I have no idea who, um, checks notes, uh, Oland is, and, uh, checks notes, um, Nozinet and all that. I have no idea who these players are. I mean, Maxime Legance was your starting goaltender. Former goaltender for the uh, uh, Chicago Wolves. And I want to say Providence. But I probably had that confused with somebody else. Probably. But the boys took on Wilkes-Barre. One o'clock start there at Giant Center. And um, I, I, I got to confess to everyone. I got to make a, a uh, confession here on um, here on Facebook for all of you that are watching here on the podcast. You're listening as well. I bought AHL TV. Yeah, I finally did it. Thirty-five bucks for Bears home and away. I bought it. I know. Hashtag sucker. Here's why. I I noticed with me that radio was only doing so much. And because of just how I enjoy the games, I need visual. Like, I need to see and watch these games. Like, I enjoy watching the NHL on this thing. I have NHL TV. I paid for everything. Because sometimes if I want to come home on a Wednesday night and catch uh, Vegas and San Jose, yeah, I can. There's nothing else good on. I love the out-of-market touch. Uh, for some of the games. 
But what I love about the AHL TV, there is no such thing. There is no blackouts. It's not like they're going to say, oh, you live in PA, uh, just turn on the Hershey Bears on your local network and you can't watch it here. Uh, no, that's not how this works. So I got home and road and we'll uh, see how this goes going forward. But enough about that. We had a hockey game to play, dang it, as the Bears uh, took on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. And early on, actually, we had a new goaltender that was in as well. Um, it wasn't Sammy who actually got called up to the taxi, taxi squad as well. Was it Phoenix Copley? No. It was Zach Fuseli. Sukale. Suki. Sucre. Start him a lot more and I'll get his name right. Um, you might remember him from such teams as the Laval Rockets. And, um, checks notes. Checks notes. Uh, checks internet. What does this guy play for? What do you mean we don't have anything? Sorry. Just yelling at my crack staff here. So, um, okay. Okay. I, I don't know much about this goalie. Let's get into it. Uh, Wilkes-Barre gets a four-minute power play early on because somebody got a little blood on the lip from a high stick. And um, Wilkes-Barre gets on the board early. one nothing thanks to uh, Lizone or Nizone. And I don't really care. Wilkes-Barre goes up one nothing on just a nice little deflection. Uh, Fuseli kind of had that scouted out very well. He was going down low for the save, but just a little deflection, and it goes right over the shoulder to make it one nothing Wilkes-Barre. Woo. So then the boys get a, get a power play of their own and get a nice little uh, setup going. And um, I know, I know Bears Nation, all of you watching on the fan club page, I love the setup of this power play. They have people who shoot. I know I'm that guy, but for years with the Hershey Bears power play, there was a lot of passing. People hated Troy Mann's system for this, but there was never a grip it and rip it type guy. We had we had Christian Juice. He did that. He was a guy you passed to and he let her rip. Um, for the Bears, I was wondering, okay, who's that guy with us? Who's the grip it and rip it that we just pass it to and they just put it on net? And what I also liked was that we were getting bodies in front of the goalie. Scarbosa was doing this. Number 15 was doing this. And get bodies in front of it. Put Brett Leeson on the power play and just put him right in front of the goalie. But I, but I digress. We get set up. Long shot by Moggle. And it just goes right in front and cleaned up on the rebound by Connor McMichael. He's a Highlander destined to defeat Evil. One of the bigger prospects with Washington this season. Two, first overall draft pick in the 2019 draft, Connor McMichael. And it's 1-1. One, one. We are tied at 1 with a nice little power play goal. Mwah! Lovely stuff out of him. He's in front of the net and just jabs it right on home. I love it. You love it when you see stuff like that. And then, um, so we go to the end of the first, tied at one, heading back at it in the second. And I like how the boys just slowly start turning it up, just start pressuring a little bit. 
uh, Wilkes-Barre in their zone, um, actually in the Bears zone, a little bit of a lazy D-to-D pass, and Connor McMichael goes, yoink, and pff, he's off to the races. He's skating in, and oh boy, he just, and, and I said this in the uh, Devils game, Connor McMichael just looks in the eyes of Maxime Lagance and says, I'm putting this by you, and you can't stop me, and just roofs it right by him. A beautiful, mwah, chef's kisses, breakaway goal to put the Bears in the lead, 2-1, and wow, Connor McMichael, such speed, such grace, such beauty. Can we have like 10 more of him, please? Can we just have more of him? And he just seems to have the knack for where the puck is going to be. Isn't that what Wayne Gretzky said sometimes? You don't go to where the puck is, you go to where the puck's going to be. And he just kind of has that sixth sense to know that. Oh boy. This kid could be going places. This kid could be special. And the Bears just just keep pushing it on Wilkes-Barre. And credit to Lagance and their defense. They bend, but they did not break and went into the third. Down only 2-1. And I keep remember uh, telling the guys, because we had a... Uh, we had a um, uh, phone chat going on throughout the second period, second and third period. And as the third period started up, Wilkes-Barre did their traditional third period push. Wilkes-Barre's getting a lot of pucks in deep. They're getting scoring chances. Fuseli's having to make a lot of saves. What the heck is going on? Why can't we put these guys away? What's going on here, guys? And I remember telling... Telling Jesse, one of my partners in crime, Hershey's going to sit on this lead, aren't they? They're going to sit on this. Here's what they're going to do. They're just going to keep three guys deep and just let Wilkes-Barre keep coming in and breaking up plays, and we're going to sit on this 2-1 to lead. Well, you did that against the Phantoms, and that worked out so great then. And I thought it was going to happen again. And this was a... Uh, a guillotine moment, as I like to call it. You know, back at, um, you know, like the, the guillotines. And Hershey's up, but my head's just sitting in the guillotine. And I'm just waiting for it to come down. I'm waiting for it to come down. And this is not good. To quote Bill Simmons, TV remotes are broken at these type of games. And I'm just waiting for Wilkesbury. A bad bounce. A bad turnover. Some dumb luck. Because if we were in Wilkes-Barre, you knew what would happen. Late power play on a really bad tripping call. And you're like, okay, this is it. Wilkes-Barre's going to score. I've seen this movie. Nope. Bend, but don't break. And they pull Lagance with two and change to go. And they get it to McMichael, who just fires down, goes down, into the empty net, and he scores. That's right. Props, boys and girls. If you're watching, I am actually have a red rotating light on for this. And Connor McMichael, hat trick. A Hershey Bears hat trick. Awesome. Did they throw hats on the ice? Ha ha. No. Actually, the nearest person, I think, like, like they were, what, eight rows up? So if you throw a hat, it's not going to go on the ice anyway. Plus, COVID. There could be COVID on a hat. Don't throw your hat. 
But Connor McMichael, hat trick, great stuff out of him. Bears. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Bet. Off. Win it three to one the final, or I should say, Connor McMichael three, Wilkesbury one. And I remember going here to uh to Facebook here, and I decided to ask Bears Nation, all of you, of who does Connor McMichael remind you of? Like what what former Hershey Bear does Connor McMichael remind you of? Just his skating, his shooting. And I got the mandatory, it's too soon. You don't, don't, don't do the comparisons, man. It's too soon. He's just a kid. He's only 20. Uh, we're hockey fans. We do this crap all the time. We compare, we judge, we compare one generation to another. You know, hello? This is the stupid conversations we missed being in lockdown for the majority of 2020, having these idiot conversations about what uh, Bears players, you know, better than who. So why not have this conversation? Plus, in the long run, it doesn't mean anything. So I got some good suggestions. Uh, somebody said uh, Chris Bork, our former Lord and Savior. You know, Connor might have that potential. No, 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 no. Hold on. Stop, stop, stop. I mean, Chris Bork, for as much as a headache as he was at times, and he was, always took penalties at the wrong time, Chris Bork was entertaining. Because when he had the puck on his stick, you watched. Because there was always that little mind in the back... A little voice in your head that said, ooh, Bork's going to do something special in those three-on-three overtimes. You wanted Chris Bork out there. You needed Chris Bork out there. As grotesque as his actions might be, you want him on that wall. You need him on that wall. Sorry. A few good men reference. Sorry. But you see what I mean with Chris Bork. You know, he could do stuff with the puck. And Connor McMichael could have that potential to where he gets the puck on his stick and you're like, oh boy, he's going to do something. So I kind of like that comparison. I kind of like it. Uh, somebody put out a uh, Christian Maite. I have no idea who that is. I probably should. Uh, Matt, Matt Heffler on here. Uh, Gretzky. No, no, we're not doing that. I'm not putting that type of pressure on the kid. No. Let's just compare him to former Hershey Bears. I am not comparing him to Wayne freaking Gretzky. Let's pump the brakes on that. But Connor also did the obligatory photos afterwards that showed him holding up the puck and what I assume was smiling. Him and his his baby face and his messed up hair and those beautiful player sweatshirts. I want four of them. And uh, good on him. Good on him as well. But um, enjoy him while we have him, Bears Nation, because... 
there's a real possibility we might be losing him. Dateline, Ontario, Canada. The OHL is going to get back up and running. A 24-game season. Uh, a lot of the other uh, CHLs getting back up and running. The Quebec Juniors. The WHL will be getting back up and running. And uh, if um, the London Knights, if I'm correct, get back up and running, McMichael's got to go back. Yeah. He was loaned from Loudon to the Capitals to us. Well, can't can't Washington just say we're keeping him? I, yeah, they own his rights, quote unquote. They own his rights. But um, if Washington says to keep him, they have to keep him. It's either he goes to Washington and stays there, or he goes back to the Ontario Hockey League. Boo. I want us to keep him. But I guess, who knows? Maybe next year? Um, maybe uh, next year, I should say maybe October, we will see him full-time. Uh, Steve Eaglehart, if I got that name wrong, I apologize. Um, I'm assuming you're answering my uh, question. Um, Ryan Green, I, I, Brian Greentree, I assume you're asking. Brian Greentree, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Uh, Greentree, I think, was a winger and not a center, but no, no, not not a not a bad bad suggestion at all. Good on you, Steve. Good, uh, good for answering. So, um, so yeah, the Bears get two this weekend. They get four points. They win the weekend. Troy Mann, I know you love it. And uh, so yeah, they actually move up to second in the division. Behind uh, checks notes, they are behind. Oh, Lehigh, ain't that just prime? Oh, we'll get more chance against those orange-coated bastards anyway. So we're gonna take a uh, short break right here. Gonna pause the podcast for everyone watching on Facebook and uh, give a podcast shout out. We'll be right back. Hello. Typically, I put a sports podcast on here. But I decided to try something a little different this week. Are you looking for good old-fashioned dad talk? You know, just guys talk. Manly men talking about manly things. Or just a couple of dads sitting around a microphone drinking some beers. Well, do I have a podcast for you. Make sure to check out the Dads on Dayquil podcast. Why are you looking at me like that? That's their name. Dads on Dayquil podcast, where three dads just gather around a microphone and just talk about general nonsense. Weekly podcasts are dished out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts for the Dads on Dayquil podcast. That's Dads on Dayquil podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Do the act? No, Dayquil was actually drinking on air during this podcast. That's Dads on Dayquil podcast. Check them out on Twitter or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Dad's On Day Quill podcast.
And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast, not just recording today, but also simultaneously being broadcast on the Hershey Bears fan club page. Hello, Bears Nation, and thank you to everyone tuning in, all five of you. So now we're going to get into all of the hockey news that matters to me. The weird, wild, and wacky and stuff I just find interesting around the world of hockey. So first off, we're going to start by Dateline, Washington, D.C. Vitek Vanacek got his 13th consecutive start on, on Saturday, which may have resulted in a loss. <clears throat> but 13 consecutive starts by our boy. Yeah, it's nice when you have lovely little COVID compla- complications, complications, complications get in the way of a guy making 13 consecutive starts. And for all of you, that's a lot. And as much as I hate to admit it, VTech wasn't meant to take those long type of starts. Well, playoffs, man. Playoffs. Guys do 13 straight in the playoffs. Yeah, that that's a playoffs. That's different. Playoffs are a different beast. You accept this kind of thing when you go into the postseason. 13 consecutive regular season starts? In a day and age in the NHL when teams go with a lot more goalie tandems as opposed to um, starting guy 80% of the time or only starting your backup um, on the tail end of a Canadian road trip or getting a guy some more starts as part of a West Coast swing because you're going from uh, Anaheim to San Jose to L.A. in the span of four days. Yeah, those type of days are over. It's the days of one-two goalie tandems. I mean, look at Pittsburgh. Okay, bad example. Uh, Look at uh, Philadelphia. Okay, another bad example. Carter Hart's running the show up there. But you, you get this. 13 consecutive starts... He's had a couple of bad outings. That's what was going to happen. And it was all just waiting until Sammy got back, which this past week, uh, Sammy actually was called back up to Washington. And I think Copley was put on the practice squad. And um, it's still pretty much VTech's job up there. It's still pretty much for him. But, um, yeah, just give the kid a rest. Or for God's sakes, you give him a protein bar or something. 13 in a row. Well, at least they're going with a different goaltender today. I'm pretty sure they're going to start Sansonoff on this Sunday afternoon. Nope. They're starting Anderson. Lovely stuff. All right. So next up, we go to Dateline Lake Tahoe. Oh, boy. I'm sure all of you heard about this. So the great outdoor game is going on this weekend. And the NHL was so excited to be at uh, Lake Tahoe. And it was a beautiful scene. It was great. Big freaking Lake Tahoe in the back. Hockey rank on the edge of a massive lake. Well, not figuratively, but somewhat literally. There's a log cabin backdrop. There's some lights up. There's trees. Lots and lots and lots of trees. There's mountains and nature. And it was great. Colorado and Vegas were going to go at it. 
Colorado and Vegas practiced out there and Colorado wearing those throwbacks to the Quebec Nordiques. Chef's kisses all around to those. While Las Vegas wore their, oh, they wore their red jerseys. Lovely. I like those Vegas red jerseys. See? Anyway, so the two teams go at it on a Saturday afternoon there at Lake Tahoe, Utah, I'm pretty sure it is. And I, I, I watched the first period here at home, but I got to go to work. And um, I get to work, I get my jockey wagon, I get up and running, and I check my phone because it's a slow Saturday afternoon, and I see Lake Tahoe is trending. That can't be good. My phone is blowing up with my with my uh, hockey friends. Like, like, will the game be restarted? Will the game be restarted? Wait, what the fudge is going on here? Well, it turns out that playing a hockey game in the middle of the day in Lake Tahoe apparently melts ice. Who knew? Direct sunlight at the warmest part of the day. Melt ice. Science. So the NHL was having a problem because the ice was re- was getting pretty bad. Guys were tripping. Puck wasn't moving. So um, what are we gonna do? Well, the well Gary Bettman and his brilliance thought, well, let's just push through the second period, and we'll just delay the uh, Bruins and Flyers until uh, seven o'clock tomorrow night. You know, they'll play under the lights. That's why they have them. Okay, that's good. But what about today's game? What are you going to do with that? Uh, Let's just push you to the second period. How's that ice looking? And they probably had red green out there going, ah, well, that ice ain't looking too good out there. Uh, You got water out there and it's leaking all over the place. I have a handy solution to this. Duct tape. If you know, you know. And good on you for knowing. So uh, they just decided, oh, we'll just wait till night to play this. So they decided to wait until 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which translated into midnight Eastern Standard Time. Lovely stuff. Sorry, phone went off, but lovely stuff. So a game midway through the second... into the second period, had a nine-hour intermission, and went back at it at midnight East Coast time. Yet this is why the Stadium Series West Coast games started at 8 or 9 p.m. our time. Or like 10 o'clock our time. Because, yeah, yeah, it's it's... It, it, this it, you get away with this in Canada because it's always cold. You you can't get away with that in, in in freaking Utah. Although it was fun to see a couple of boats pull up, you know, some with um like uh, Detroit Red Wings flags in the background. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. But um, the Colorado Avalanche get their victory over the Las Vegas Golden Knights. The Colorado Avalanche, former affiliates of the Hershey Bears, so it counts. And. Uh, the Flyers and Bruins will be going at it later today at the recording of this podcast. So, um, yeah, hashtag Lake Tahoe. I mean, it was a beautiful setting. It is. 
And I think the great analogy to use on this, they sold you the neighborhood, but they didn't sell you the house. They said, Lake Tahoe, this will be great. You have trees, you have lakes, you have snow-covered mountains. It's going to be great. And we're going to have this on in the afternoon. It's great weather. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. Nature. It's going to be great. But won't the sun melt the ice? No. It's artificial ice. That's not going to happen. I mean, Colorado practices on Friday. They're going to be fine. They'll be fine. (laughs) No, ice started melting and it became an issue. Gary Bettman, call your office. But they got it taken care of. We'll have these outdoor games. And as someone else said on Twitter too, goodbye outdoor games at football stadiums. It was a nice run. And that got people to thinking that what other outdoor locations could you have that would replicate, you know, that type of outdoor mountain pond hockey type um, experience. Well, the NHL did try to experiment in a uh, pop-up rink when I think the Capitals and the uh, Blackhawks were going to have theirs. They were actually going to try and do a pop-up rink there at the National Mall and where you would have the Capitol building on one side and the Washington Monument on the other. It would have made for a great visual. But um, attendance would have been a thing and the sight lines wouldn't have been the best with all the trees and everything. So who knows what other like great mountain-type atmospheres you could try and preferably in areas where sun won't be a factor. But hashtag Lake Tahoe, Gary Bettman, call your office. So let's just see here, check. Checks notes here. 20 seconds left. And there's the, well, the 20-second warning already. Guess it's going to be time to uh, wrap things up here. So thank you to everyone who's tuned in on Facebook as well, who's watched all this. Um, This might be a thing going forward. This might be. I'm not too sure yet. I'm not too sure yet, but we'll, uh, we'll see as well. So thank you to everyone who has watched on this on Facebook. And, of course, all of you will be listening to this podcast tomorrow when this drops on all of the podcast channels as well. Uh, Spotify, Listen Notes, Tuned In, uh, Spotify as well. And, of course, I'll be posting uh, links on the fan club page. And please go sure to check out the Grit and Barrett podcast Facebook page. Give it a like. Uh, episode links will be dropped there as well. And hopefully in the next couple weeks, we'll have a good announcement about this show coming up. Good things are in store. So thank you to everyone who has tuned in and watched on on this. The Bears have three games next week. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Mm. The Hershey Bears machine is back up and running. And um, some uh, tickets are going to be available for sale soon. And... Um, Hopefully, I'll be able to get out to one of these as well in the next month. I'm kind of looking at uh, possibly March 14th for obvious reasons as well. So, um, everyone, thank you for watching and listening as well. Stay positive. Test negative. And it will get better. It will get better, everyone. I got to keep telling myself that sometimes. But we will see the Shire again. We will see Giant Center again. All of us. We'll catch you next time. That's the end of the game. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. 
Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.